Welcome to What Messes With Your Head, and today is our dating episode. We're going to discuss the current state of dating in 2023 as we see so much move online. We're going to discuss our own personal experiences with dating, our worst dates, interesting dates, things that I'm sure reflect with the experiences of a whole lot of people out there listening. And we're going to discuss some of the gender and cultural expectations that maybe are influencing the way we date, even if we're not fully aware of it. Now, I will mention that unfortunately, most research that we find still uses the male-female gender split, as most of the apps looked at do too, and so this can't possibly cover all experiences from different perspectives. Having said that, we would really like to do a future episode that focuses more on the non-binary and related experiences. We do touch on it a little bit here, but just be aware that is a bias in the research that we've been able to find so far. Now, it's worth noting that Steph and myself are students here at the University of Adelaide. We are also employed to produce this podcast. So that means this podcast is produced by the University of Adelaide. However, all opinions on the show, whether that's our own or guests, are our own and not of the university. Now, we're going to get right into it. But right before we do, I'm going to hand over to Ali Buckskin for the Welcome to Country. Thank you, Ali. For over 60,000 years, this always was and always will be Ghana country. This land was never ceded. I walk proudly in the footsteps left by my ancestors, the Ghana, Narunga and Warungu people, the traditional owners of the lands that I am speaking on today. I honour and respect my elders past, present and those that are emerging. I am connected to these land, skies and waters through those who came before me and I will continue the guardianship of this country for those who come after me. I pay respect to all Aboriginal people from all nations listening today and the cultural authority that you bring from your country. I acknowledge my Papa Buckskin, and on behalf of him and all the Ghana people, I welcome you here today. Yakanantalia Yungunantalia, Nainari Ali Katanya Buckskin, Naitangi Wilta, Ghana Naranga, Nanki, Marawachanga Ghana Miena, Naimani Napudni, Ghana Yatana, Wangandi, Mani Pudni, Natalia. Hey, you're listening to What Messes With Your Head, a podcast about breaking stigmas and just having general chats about life and what we think needs to be talked about a little bit more. Welcome to our dating episode, you guys. Um, I have been very keen to talk about this for a while just because it's really interesting to hear different people's perspectives on dating and yeah, my experiences are going to be different from John's experiences, from your experiences as well. What are you, how are you feeling about this, John? What am I? <laughs> what are you? Yeah. I, I ask that human. quite often. <laughs> yes, Who am that's I? Right. I am AI. I, I, I'm the AI that's been brought on to talk about dating. Ah, yes. Um, yeah, no, I'm doing well. Thanks, Steph. <laughs> Um, Yeah, uh, I've also been intrigued, curious about this episode. Um, I've dated a little bit in my life. Uh, I I think you might have too. I think we've got plenty of personal experiences and I know our listeners probably have plenty of interesting experiences as well. So, uh, yeah, let's have a talk about that. But I think you've got some actual stats to start us off, don't you? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So, fun fact is that 3.2 million people in 2021, so this is a little outdated, but 3.2 million people were using dating apps in Australia alone, which is a good chunk of our population. Most dating app users in Australia are between the age of 25 and 34, which is probably a little bit older than whoever's listening to this currently, but I honestly am surprised that it's that old. I thought it would be a bit younger, to be honest. Um. <laughs> yeah, I know that old. Sorry to everyone listening who is that old. <laughs> or older. Okay, I mean I fall squarely but in that is, bracket. It, Both of us do. So yeah, yeah, we do, we do. It, it is interesting though, right? Um, I was expecting there to be more young, like even younger people mm. than that, just mm. hopping straight on dating apps, unless they're just not responding to the questionnaires that get sent out about this. True. That's a good, yeah, that's a good point, actually. How many people below 25 actually care about answering questionnaires? <laughs> it makes you wonder how they do these stats. Like, is there just one person working for, like, these articles that goes out and dates a whole lot, a lot of people? And then they that's how they collect the stats? <laughs> They're just like, oh, oh, yeah, this many of my days, like, the majority of my days were between 25 and 34. <laughs> That'd be such a weird thing. 
all the variables the the scientist in me is just cringing so hard at that idea just all of the variables there that aren't being controlled it's disgusting i imagine that they're getting this data from dating apps yeah that that makes sense i wonder if the dating apps have to put out like quarterly reports or something (laughs) that that would be interesting or maybe maybe they're selling results to research institutions who knows maybe that would yeah interesting um anyway back to the stats another one that i found really interesting is that eHarmony and tinder are the most recognizable dating platforms for australians now tinder makes sense 100 yep. percent. i understand that eHarmony is something that just came from left of field in my head i just don't think of that at all when i think of dating or online dating or apps or anything uh. You're a young data, I see. (laughs) 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 No, no. I think I tried eHarmony very briefly back in the day. But for me, that was more out of uh, spite of Tinder. I think Tinder was where I got my start for online dating. Yeah, that's fair. I feel like we all get bitter and jaded from Tinder, though, as well, a little bit. Like, starting from eHarmony is probably a solid choice. And then you eventually you're just like, oh, fine. (laughs) Tinder it is. (laughs) You know what part of the issue was I found on... Uh, sorry, actually, do you have more stats there? I do have one more that I also found really interesting. All right. Is, oh, oh, wait. Oh, wait. Oh, please, wait. <laughs> thank you for indulging the nerd in me. Um, dating apps in Australia, most common way to meet a new partner, which... Oh, man, there's so much I could unpack with that. We will in a second, but it's just very interesting. It's interesting that they're the most common way, but they're still like... Most people don't really say that that's how they bet, you know? No, that, that is really interesting. Um, and I know that, uh, I, don't, I don't know if this is changing, but for years after Tinder kind of became mainstream, people were too afraid to say that's how they met their partners. Even I think even when it was like the majority, like everyone, it was like one of those like open secrets. It's like everyone knows that everyone was using Tinder, but no one wanted mm. to admit that's where they met their partner. Yeah. Especially if it was like someone that they're now married to or in a long-term relationship with. So many people were hiding that fact. Mm. Yeah, that's really weird to me. It's just like we all know it's a thing that exists that a lot of people use to date now. Like why why even bother hiding it, you know? I will get into that a little bit, but what were you going to say about the eHarmony and Tinder? Oh, yeah. Um, you just – I mean, I think it was maybe eHarmony. There was, there was a very brief period of time where – you know, it's funny. We're talking about like being scared to say that you met people in this. Like, I'm finding I'm still like <laughs> want to downplay that I was like on eHarmony and stuff like that. <laughs> but, um, it's totally a thing. No, but um, yeah, I think I, I was on Tinder and like not really enjoying the experience there. Mm-hmm. Um, funnily enough, side note, I found I had a hell of a lot more success um, just getting conversations with people and then meeting people when I was overseas than Mm. when I was uh, living here in Australia. Um, Whether that's just a novelty thing and whether that's like, I think I had in my bio that I was only going to be there for a few months. And so like Mm. they knew (laughs) it was like low risk (laughs) or whatever. Yeah, that probably doesn't Um, hurt. But like, I wonder if that's a bit of a cultural thing as well there, you know? Totally, totally. Uh, And whether it was, yeah, just culturally I was the novelty Mm. But over here, I was getting frustrated with Tinder, and so I started trying on some of the the older online sites or the more fleshed out ones where you do actual personality tests and you know um, mm. all that kind of thing. Where you and it's it's always funny on those because they were a lot less popular. I found, especially for our age group, um, that I would go through and do everything fully in depth, and you're like all the things that you like and you enjoy, or whatever, and you end up with like one or two people who are like in the same ballpark <laughs> yeah. Or, yeah and then they they've got profiles that may have not been active for years mm-hmm. and then you have in my experience then you have like pages of people who are like yeah like you know you could have probably a good conversation with and it would be good to like chat with them but if for whatever reason that doesn't work or they're not a good idea there's not enough people on there that you end up with that same pool of like 20 people or whatever <laughs> so it's yeah. like yeah yeah you kind of like, where, where do you go from there? Whereas Tinder is constantly giving you like a constant stream of new people. Yeah. And you're like, I, don't, I didn't even realize that Adelaide even had this many people, but you know. <laughs> oh, but okay. The, I have 
a massive bugbear about the two of those. They're so different. Um, not eHarmony, but my first foray into all of this stuff was um, OK Cupid back when I was like 19, oh, yeah. I think. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yep. And similar sort of thing. I fully fleshed out my profile and all that sort of stuff because I actually was interested in meeting someone that I mm. gelled well with. Um, and similar yeah. sort of thing. You just get barely anyone popping up because there's not many people using it and not many people who do use it actually flesh out their profile enough for you to get a match based on the profile, (laughs) you know? Yeah. But then almost the exact opposite with Tinder. Like my experiences with Tinder, definitely I've gotten, I've definitely gotten people popping up on my Tinder that I do not want to associate with, like even slightly. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's good to kind of like date and talk to people outside of your like interests um, because, you know, who wants to have a partner with all of the exact same interests? You don't want to date yourself. But, but I'm not in the market for like someone who is like very much different values from me. Like I don't want to date those people, you know, yeah, and they it, were it popping is, up. Yeah. I think in some ways it's actually like a really good way to expose yourself to like different kinds of people. <laughs> like mm. I'm not saying like definitely go on dates with them, but I think for me with Tinder, that was almost like one of the shock factors was all my friends or friends of friends or family or people I work with, you know, they're either like they've gone to, they've lived in similar areas to me or they've worked at similar places or they've had mm. similar interests. And you forget there's like whole worlds of people who are like, not next to you (laughs) they're like they Mm -hmm. are those six degrees of separation or whatever they're not like just a friend of a friend and Mm -hmm. so we do actually have like different cultures uh and all kinds of things like throughout you know adelaide or anywhere you go Uh, i'm not even talking about like different country cultures i'm talking about like just different types of people and different value systems and all that kind of thing Mm. um and yeah definitely tinder was one of the first places i think that was like in my face and did, did you find yourself getting judgmental or anything like that when you're on tinder because that is one mm-hmm. thing that I like I hated because the the whole um, system of Tinder is that like it's a numbers game kind of thing. Like yeah. you have to be making quick decisions. And so it forces you to like <laughs> become a really judgmental person in some yeah. ways. Yeah. Yes. And uh it's it's one of those things where I kind of was using it even like the other dating apps like Hinge and that sort of thing. You use it because you want to go on a date. Yes, absolutely. But I think for a while there, I didn't realize what my own, not standards, but like what my own dating values were and what I wanted out of it. Yep. And like the experience of using online dating platforms and meeting people, it just, it made me so jaded (laughs) and so like very like surface, surface level, like judgmental, like you said, of people and because all of a sudden you're judging people based on things that you would never normally judge them on. You know, I want to yeah, date someone totally. different from me and I want to like get to know them and, and see if we gel well for a bunch of different reasons. It's not necessarily that like, you know, I don't know. It was just one of those things. I did get very judgmental. And yeah. Hey, did you, um, let's, I feel like we should go through the steps of this. All right. Let's use Tinder as an example, but we mm-hmm. can talk about any online app. All right, so we, we've been on Tinder, we've been on the app, we're swiping. All right, we've matched with someone. Did you? How did you go with conversations? What was your experience? Did you get many replies? Did you get many conversations? I got a fair few, I think, because I am the kind of person who was happy to have a conversation. Um, and I felt that a lot of times the guys that I matched with were just happy to have a match with someone who was uh, having the conversation. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That was the it's, vibe uh, that I got. Yeah, I think uh, I can, look. I can't speak for all guys, but a lot of guys I've talked to feel like <laughs> happy to have someone that's actually responding mm. <laughs> because it does always seem to be very much like the the girls I've talked to had their inboxes flooded with guys and they like couldn't keep up with them, mm. so they would only select the few they want to speak to, and then the guys would hardly get responses. Yeah, <laughs> so okay. whether that's just because there were too many guys and not enough girls, or whether who knows what it was, but I guess that's the whole reason that Bumble was invented, where it's the girl has to respond first from memory. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I think for me, I probably am a bit weird in how I used apps as well. 
of like, I would only swipe right on someone if I was like happy to go on a date with them and like go on a few dates with them based on their profile. So I had a lot of left swipes. Yeah. And you felt like you could judge that? To an extent. Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah, cool. Tinder a little bit. There was a couple of people on Tinder that I could. Um, I went on a fair few dates with someone who was wearing a, like, in one of his pictures, he wore a CGP grey shirt, which is like a real nerdy sciencey YouTuber. And I loved it. It was great. And that was awesome. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's what I'm saying. Like, little things like that is what would make me swipe right on a person. Um, I didn't just, like, swipe right or left based on how they looked. Yeah. It's funny. That that almost comes into, like, marketing and, like, knowing. <laughs> I feel like it's where they're, like, know who your niche audience is and, you know, do yeah. everything on brand aimed at that niche audience. So, uh, <laughs> you know, yeah. for you being in that audience, it was... Uh, CGP. <laughs> so it's, I think that's like one of those like high risk, high reward ones <laughs> where you probably mm. won't get a lot of matches, but the matches you do get will probably actually be quality matches. Hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. And like I kind of tried to do that as well, of like, that's why I ended up responding to a lot of the people that I matched with because I actually genuinely wanted uh, to talk to them. Um, I really hate those conversations that are just like, hi, how's your day going? Good. How is your day? Good. Just work. Um, how was work? <laughs> like, yeah, that's why I always um, talked more to people who had something interesting in their profile because, like, that was a good conversation starter to me. Like, I could be like, yes, CGP Grace shirt. What videos are your favorites? Like, let's start there. Let's actually have a conversation that's interesting, you know? Yeah. Yeah, totally. So to throw that question back onto you, are you the same in, like, you found that you got um, like more jaded the more you used it um, and like did you also find that you got a l- like less messages as well? Um, yeah. So um, and actually that kind of brings up a tangential point which is I was finding when I was using Tinder I was like reeling against the fact that everyone was moving to Tinder. Mm. <laughs> uh, like I sound like an old fart here I guess but I've always found that like if I can have a conversation with people, I generally like get along with people and I was finding it really frustrating that I wasn't even getting the conversations on Tinder. Yeah. Um, and I, I mean, I guess for context, so like I'm, I'm now engaged um, and me and my partner met through friends through real life, I guess <laughs> is what you call it Whoa. these days. Whoa, what a concept. <laughs> um, oh my gosh. Yeah, I know, right? I know, right? <laughs> yeah, we, we lie about it though and tell people we met online because, you know, of course. we don't want to be the minority. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to follow the crowd. Absolutely. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, but yeah, no, like the whole time I was on Tinder and stuff was like just, you know, I would get, maybe I would get a good conversation for a few messages and then, you know, it would just end, wouldn't get responses or I, I would I would be on the app for like two weeks at a time mm. and I would always promise myself like I'm going to stick to this for a month and I never could and you know why it's because I found it actively like making my life more depressing yeah <laughs> yeah and it was this really bizarre thing to kind of watch like I I at the time I was like fairly well adjusted and I was like the rest of my life was going quite well and I was like like starting up my own business at the time and like all these things that I kind of had control over and then I had Tinder there that made me feel like I had no control. It was like if I felt like I wasn't kind of getting responses from anyone and I was like being forced to make unfair decisions, uh, like I said, a numbers game and all that kind of thing. So yeah. maybe I never gave it a decent shot because I never stuck with it for more than two weeks. Mm. But I reckon I rejoined probably about three or four different times. Mm. And then I tried Bumble very quickly which I think was a better idea, but at that point I was already kind of burnt out by the whole thing. Yeah, so. that's fair. <laughs> yeah. mm. And um, this, like, the next question, I did. I, I went on a couple or a few Tinder dates. I went on one here in Australia. I went on, I think, a couple over in Mexico when I was there. And I mean, <laughs> that's interesting as well. Is mm. like my experience with like when you get to the date. As so many people have experienced, it's like you you have this image of what the person is, what their personality is, what they're into, kind of how you interpret their messages over text mm. because you kind of put it in your own voice or 
what you think their voice is or whatever. Mm. And then it's always different in real life. Yeah, of course. Like whether that's good or bad, you know, it's always different. So you, I think you have to keep a much more open mind as well mm. when you're doing it online. Yeah. Yeah, of course. I definitely know it. I think for me personally, I've never really had like someone be overwhelmingly different from what they were in real life. Maybe the main difference was like they text really well, but they're super introverted in real life. That's probably the main one I've come across. Uh, But like definitely a few people I know who, especially guys, guy friends of mine who have gone on like dates from dating apps and then the date they went on looked vastly different from the pictures she had in her profile. And I think that's definitely more of a, an experience that men have, <laughs> I would say. I know. I had a friend who went on a date with someone and it turns out she was using her sister's pictures for some oh, reason what? that she'd never explained. What? Why? And I was, yeah, I know. I don't, <laughs> Why? I don't know. Yeah, the best part, the best part of that story, that wasn't even the worst thing that happened on that date. Mm. He, he got there and met with her and, like, immediately a bird pooed on his head. <laughs> like, immediately. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> no. so so he's standing there with bird crap on his head and he looks at her and he goes hi nice to meet you um and she's like yeah sorry if you don't recognize me i was using my sister's pictures so what? yeah anyway that's- that date didn't work out oh my <laughs> that's actually you know what we should be doing right now worst dates here we go i need to hear what yours yep. is oh uh, i don't know if i can say this <laughs> <laughs> no um I will say it, but we may edit this out. <laughs> okay. Um, the day I had here, it wasn't it wasn't bad, um, but like we just didn't vibe. I thought we didn't vibe in person. Mm-hmm. Um, like we had a good chat and we hung out for a few hours and everything, which was good. But um, she said some things to me, which were like she said something about like she knows what people are like. She can kind of just like get a sense of people. Mm. And I'm like, yeah, I did. Like, she said that to me. So I did the whole like, all right, yeah, tell me like, well, what do you get a sense for about me? Mm-hmm. Um, and then she said something bad about me, <laughs> like about my character. Oh gosh. And I was like, okay, I like, you know, I'm, I'm curious, like, tell me where that came from. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, I'm so sorry. I shouldn't have said anything. Don't worry about it. And <laughs> at which point, you know, what are you meant to do? <laughs> like, <laughs> go, oh, okay. Yeah, I'm going to completely forget about <laughs> that you said this thing that would mean that obviously like this isn't going to work. So, mm-hmm. um, and then like the rest of the date was like normal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like a couple hours in, I could kind of tell that like it wasn't really going to be relationship material for me either. Yeah. Um, but we had a nice time. And then, you know, after all that, at the end of the date, she asked me like she wanted to go on more dates and she was kind of like asking about it. And <laughs> I kind of just had to say like, look, you got my number. I got yours. So, you know, if we want, we can hang out again. But, um, yeah, I was kind of not too keen after that. Yeah, well, f- fair. I mean... <laughs> I know, I know, no. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Weird situation. Yeah. How about you? What's what's your worst experience? Um, For, like, first date? This is interesting. It has to be... Oh, I'm bisexual, for anyone who's listening. Um, worst first date was with a, a girl, and... Very clearly not ready to date, like a hundred percent. Um, when I not not ready as in just had gotten out of a relationship and hadn't spent enough time, uh, uh like yeah. learning not learning about herself, but like hadn't spent enough time figuring out like mental health and boundaries and all of that stuff. So she was very very volatile, and um, <laughs> which is you know fair. And, like, I'm not opposed to dating people who haven't gotten everything figured out because literally no one has everything figured out. However, you will see, you will see Mm. as I give you this tale. So we were messaging um, and when we were trying to figure out, like, what, like, we were going to do, where we were going to meet up, she was like, oh, I get really anxious. Um, So I was wondering if it would be okay if, like, a couple of friends came um, just for, like, the beginning of it, that sort of thing, like, just so that I feel a little bit more at ease. And I was like, cool, yeah, that's fine. I understand it. Anxiety is really stupid. Um, (laughs) That's more than fine, you know, just for the beginning. Yeah. So I rocked up to a pub and she was there with four other friends and was already quite tipsy. They had been out yeah. for a good few hours already. Uh. Um, and then she, from from the get-go, she was telling 
her friends and also strangers that I was her girlfriend, even though I didn't, we'd only just met. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it goes downhill from uh, here too. Um, <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Um, Congratulations, you've been promoted. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that was, and I was like only recently starting to date girls as well. Um, so the fact that she was just like randomly telling strangers. Oh, no, a terrible introduction. Mm, yeah. <laughs> it was just very uncomfortable. And then like it's. I, I feel like we need to even this out. If you have any stories about guys, we've both had stories about girls. Here. We yeah, need true. To, <laughs> we need to have stories about other people. I could, I could probably give you a couple as well, but um, this is far and away. <laughs> yeah. So yep. I was there. And then at one point, one of her friend's dads came in and like had a meal at the pub. It was weird. Um, and then maybe about half wow. of them just bugged part off. Part of the family. Yeah, exactly. I know. Part of the family. Um, <laughs> about half of them buggered off. And then there was me and her and I want to say three of her friends. And then we went to a different pub and I was there. At this point, I was just kind of like, I will stay here because you seem like maybe you need just like a little bit of help. <laughs> um, and so right. the uh, other three, one of them was not feeling well. So she left and we had to like call her a cab or whatever. And then the other two... Two other women, um, over the course of probably 40 minutes after we were just talking and stuff mm. and eventually professed love to each other and started making out in the corner. <laughs> oh, that's adorable. It was very cute. <laughs> wait, wait, was one of them the one you were on the date no, with no, no. or were these two other no, ones? No, they're two separate. It was very cute. It was lovely. Oh, wow. But, this is so wholesome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But then there's just me sitting there with my date. My my date at this point is also like, she's kind of there talking to me. And then she's also like off bumming a smoke from someone. And then like flirting very obviously with like some dude who looks like he's about 45. Um, And then it comes back yeah. and then I'm just sitting there like, I'm sitting here with two people who are like making out now and i'm just there's my date I'm, i don't know where she is for like half this time i was gonna say this is what, what is it you got you got to start outside the actual date and then eventually work your way until you're the one yeah pretty, on the date yeah exactly <laughs> that's exactly what that was <laughs> uh, so, learn from afar yeah wow that's you know if that if that hadn't happened to you <laughs> as like a personal, that would have sucked. Like that would have sucked being there. Mm. That is such a wholesome story. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> you got like you got family turning up, you got friends <laughs> professing their love together. Mm. You got, you know, you taking care of this this girl who's already like obviously having a really hard time mm. and stuff. And then, you know, everyone leaves and everyone's happy. Except the actual like date didn't actually happen. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like if this whole situation was like if we'd been dating for like six months to a year fine awesome excellent like yeah that would have been great yeah, but, <laughs> but like yeah for first time meeting someone not ideal well okay so the thousand dollar question is did you have, go on a second date no we messaged for a bit after that um and she was quite like because i'd taken care of her that night a bit um, she was quite like really wanting to go on a second date. And I was just like, I think it's best if you focus on yourself for a little while. I don't want to like get into like dating when you're in such like a, a mental health position. At, like you are is not the greatest. I know I've been there. I think we should just leave this for now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Probably a good idea. Um, I was looking at our show notes and that, you know, we have more stats to go over and maybe touch on safety a little bit and mm. expectations and stuff. But I think this all links together. And I think our personal experiences are probably quite important actually, because mm. it, it links to all this stuff. Um, I had another experience, which wasn't, I didn't meet them through a dating app, but they were like a friend of a friend, but I had never met them before. Mm. It wasn't set up as a date to my understanding, but it was basically um, when I was going to go overseas, this was someone that had come from, the country that I was going to. Mm. And so my friend was like, oh, you guys should 
chat. Mm. Um, and I think we had each other on Facebook or whatever. And we were chatting on Facebook and it ended up getting like flirty and stuff. Mm. And so that's when I kind of like asked them out for coffee. Um, so I guess I'm going to class it as online in that way. I had never met them in person mm-hmm. at this point. Uh, met in person, ended up having coffee. It was a really good date, like a really good date. And then we're talking about things that we were into. And uh, she said, you know, I'm really into culture and stuff. And she's like, and I'm like, oh, culture. Like what kind of culture are you into? And she's like, you know, like I would love to go to the museum, but my fiance never wants to. And I went, oh. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Um, And it's like up to this point, you know, she had been like touchy and stuff. She had like, um, I had to drive us from like one cafe that had closed to like another one. And she like had her hand on my knee and stuff like that. So I was like under the impression that she was available. Mm, yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, so I was like, oh, okay. Fiance, I almost spat out my coffee and uh, went and, you know, the rest of the, well, I'm not going to call it a date anymore. <laughs> Hang out <laughs> was uh, normal, but still she seemed very flirty, very into me. And mm. um, I was pretty into her and, you know, walked her back to her car and like she gave me a big hug and stuff and got home and I was like I was thinking about it I was like oh man like that sucks but I'm like what do I say to her and I thought you know I'll I'll just text her and say look you know like had a great night you know thanks for all the tips about overseas and everything and like nice to meet you Mm. and before I could she messaged me with like a real like big smile emoji and it was all like really nice to meet you and like it would be good to do this again and all that kind of thing (laughs) I'm like what? I messaged her back and I'm like, I just have to check. You did say fiance, right? And she's like, she's like, yeah, yeah. We live together, so it's pretty serious. I'm like, okay. What? That's um, so what? Yeah. And then, yeah, so I was getting real mixed messages, mm. right? Um, <laughs> well, you know, uh, that was probably, this was probably like five or six years ago. So, like, I wasn't fully aware of, like, polyamory at the time. Mm. Um, but, you know, this could have been something like that. Um, so, I... Ended up going on another not date with her yeah. <laughs> um, and managed to break the ice. I can't even remember how I did it, but it's like, um, you know, it's a little confusing. Mm. <laughs> kind of the way you're talking to me and stuff and uh, you got fiance and stuff. Uh, and then she started venting to me about how her relationship wasn't working that well and all these other things. And she was like thinking of breaking up with him. And I'm like, oh, no. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'm that guy. Oh, this. no. And you definitely um, and, uh, don't want to be in that yeah, situation. Yeah, so we kind of... Oh, boy. Yeah. So um, she seemed... She acted like she was completely oblivious to what was, like, the issue here. But, um, yeah. Anyway. Mm. So, like, you know, um, I left and that we, like, we never saw each other again. I think, you know, there was the occasional, like, just polite message on Facebook or whatever. We're still Facebook friends. But, mm. um, yeah, it was just this bizarre experience that, you know, I got that not, not even on Tinder, but I'm sure people have had experiences like that as mm. well i that's oh my gosh there's so many things to i i just really want to unpack with that but i really can't <laughs> like i i think that a lot of just like talking about like dating experiences and like bad dating experiences i think that a lot of women could probably uh empathize with me there's a lot in both men and women doing this, but particularly men doing this, and I just can't be asked dealing with it anymore. <laughs> of <laughs> messaging men, going on a few, like a fair few dates, having fun, um, and then them just being like, "I don't think I can't. Like, I'm not emotionally ready. I don't think I can do this." Usually, there's like some reason. Um, I think in the past I've had commitment issues yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> big old commitment issues yes. um how did it seems like how did an entire generation get commitment issues at the same time oh my gosh i don't understand it i mean okay <laughs> i i understand it in that i was kind of similar when i was younger um and then i like took a bit of a step back from dating and just like worked through it and went to therapy and did all that sort of stuff um <laughs> but like now being someone who is like yeah. what's the word someone who is like stable and like attaches yeah. to people stably so it's not like anxious attachment it's like a good stable attachment it's just yeah 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 I just cannot, like, I cannot be bothered with people who are just so wishy-washy. And, like, my favorite that I've had was I went on, like, 
probably I was dating someone for a couple of months. I was really into him. And then at the end of it, he was just like, oh, you know, I'm like, I'm not emotionally ready and this sort of thing. I just got out of a long relationship and all this sort of stuff. It's like, fine, whatever. Um, Maybe less than a month after that, because we, like we add each other on social media. I do this with every most people that I date. Um, we added each other and then yeah. like less than a month afterwards, I saw that he was like back together with his ex the one that he had broken up with and i was like yeah oh Oh, you probably dodged a bullet there then absolutely (laughs) but also i'm just like oh my gosh (laughs) just maybe take a second yeah (laughs) you know (laughs) yeah that's i mean that's always hard hi future steph here let's talk commitment issues for a hot second John and I are completely right. People are much less likely to settle down, but the pandemic might have thrown a spanner in the works. In 2016, that's pre-pandemic, research indicated that millennials, people born between 1982 and 1998, were pretty anti-commitment. Between 2004 and 2014, the percentage of 18 to 29-year-olds single and not living with a partner rose from 52% to 64%. And that was in 2014, so that was nearly 10 years ago. There's heaps more data on this and we'll put links in the show notes, but the trend was more and more commitment issues. Then the pandemic happened. Since then, very recent data from dating sites and surveys indicate more millennials and Gen Z are looking for stability. In particular, loads more folks in Gen Z want stability overall in life, wanting a stable income and housing, along with being more willing to wait for more stable relationships as well. Now... Back to the show. You know, it's interesting because, like, I always thought I had commitment issues until I met my current partner. (laughs) (laughs) And, like, it's it's not to say... uh, Look, we'll talk more about actual relationships in another episode where we focus on relationships, Mm -hmm. but it's not, not to say I didn't have stuff to work through, but, like, with my current partner, I think our dynamic just works in a way where I could actually work through those things. Oh, yeah. And so, like... In, with previous, like, dates and relationships and stuff like that where there were, like, things that, you know, whether you call them commitment issues or, you know, not, uh, not ready or any other reason to kind of, like, freak out, um, they were, like, uh, amplified by bad dynamics. Mm. So, like, whether it's, like, I panicked a little bit and then the other person panicked a lot and then that made me panic more <laughs> kind of thing. And, like, I think that's why a lot of my kind of previous, like, relationships didn't work. Yeah. Mm. But, you know, I guess that's that's once you get past a few dates. So, yeah, yeah, we'll save more of that for the the relationship episode. <laughs> yeah, sounds good. But like on that a little bit, I can sort of relate a bunch. Again, this is why I've stepped back from using like apps and online dating so much now because similar like but I've I've realized it's not commitment issues for me. Like it was for a little bit when I was younger. Yeah. And now I'm realizing it's just anxiety about online dating about being so intimate with someone that i have almost no idea about you know like (laughs) you know yeah like that's totally normal (laughs) yeah exactly it's such a weird thing that's a really good point we just throw ourselves into it because it's expected and that's what we do but like it's very close very quickly with someone that we just have very little information about you know and i i get mad anxiety about that and i don't think that's unreasonable yeah you know it'd be interesting because i know both of us online dating in like tinder apps and stuff like that started probably when we were out of high school Mm. i think whereas you know the online like eHarmony and the older apps were probably around from when we were pretty young Mm. but not definitely not mainstream it'd be interesting uh people who are now kind of younger and growing up with with things like tinder and stuff like that is the norm of dating mm. or and whatever comes next is now like maybe the new thing be interesting to see how they approach dating and the kind of like street wisdom they have about <laughs> um you know like how you choose your dates and how you protect yourself and all these things mm. i like I, I do know a fair few people who are a fair bit younger than me and kind of like making their yeah. first foray into that sort of area I yep, find yep. it's very interesting. A lot of them, um, this is particularly guys again, will be really like put on an air of confidence, a show of confidence and like online dating or like even just straight yep. up asking people in real life. There's that confidence there. 
and then it just okay. falls off like a cliff. Like <laughs> if they haven't had much experience or if they're like just a little bit insecure in themselves, like there's this real yeah. – they find themselves on a date with a pretty girl and they're like, I don't know what to do now. <laughs> <laughs> I did not think I would make it this far. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Let me just call my mum and ask for some tips. <laughs> yeah. Mum, come get me. I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. Um, actually, that's that's all right. We'll touch on that quickly. Um, safety thing. Like, do you organise a bail out uh, for when you go on dates? Like someone you can call or someone to call you after a certain amount of time to give you an out? Because I know a lot of people do that. Is that something that you do? Um, I don't do that. I am probably too blunt and too honest about things. If I'm not liking a date, I'll just be like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> you know? Um, yeah. Oh, no, that's really good. How, how do you, for, for people who haven't yet had to tell a date that it's not working, mm. um, how, like, what's your experience? How have you done that? There's usually something to like where there's a decision making point where you can be like, um, do we want to continue this or do we want to leave? So like whether that's, you know, you go out for a meal yeah. or you like go out for a walk with like an ice cream or like you, like you just drinks, you could go for a couple of drinks and then you can be like, if you establish like we'll go out for a couple of drinks, see how we feel. Then it gives you like you can stay for like a drink or two, and then if you're not feeling it, just be like, "All right, um, I think I'm gonna go." Yeah, yeah. Especially like usually you can tell like if the conversation dries up and you're not really sure, um, yeah, things aren't really working super well. It's kind of like it feels to me like a natural sort of progression of just being like, "All right, well, you know, I have to go to work early tomorrow, or I'm not really feeling." like staying out too much longer. Usually I don't say straight up that I'm not feeling yeah. feeling it. <laughs> You're bad. This is bad. Yeah. Yeah. Usually I don't say that straight to their face. I might just I'm be gonna like. Be, I'm going to go anywhere else. But yeah. <laughs> Since I'm the one who's still single, maybe I should do that the next time I go on a date and just like market research. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. This, feel, this feels like the whole like negging thing where. <laughs> You know, you gotta be treat treat a mean, keep them oh, keen. Oh yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> oh boy. Oh man, then yeah. No, that's a terrible <laughs> point. Don't do that. Don't do that. Anyone listening? <laughs> that's, uh, yeah, no, maybe. That's bad for that is bad for society. Okay, let's just put it out. There. <laughs> I mean, it, yeah, it is a little bit, but also, this is this is probably too much information. But I do like a lot of just like. Um, but like, you know, if you're on a date with someone, I really do like just slagging each other off. Just like fully being like, you're an absolute asshole. Like, just like making so much fun of each other and just like banter and completely just like being idiots to each other. That is probably one of the things that I find really attractive. <laughs> I don't know why. Okay, so, so for you that's a good time. Yeah. But but so that's so like playful banter where you're both on the same oh, yeah, level. Absolutely. Though, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't just like start, you know, being an idiot and saying like terrible things about the other person and then they're like if they're very clearly not reciprocating, don't keep doing it, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um That's 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 the big thing. <laughs> the uh Yeah. Because I, I agree with you. Like, if, if you're on the same page, it is a lot of fun. Mm. And that's, like, a lot of good chemistry. Mm. But I think I think you know when you're on the same page there. Yes. And, like, that when I've heard about, like, <laughs> negging and stuff like that when people talk about it. Uh, like, if you're doing it because your mission is to make someone feel worse about themselves, yeah. so you have a better chance <laughs> with them. Yeah. Um, no. Yeah, you're, you're off on the wrong foot. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's... Look, if you do that to someone and then you're like, yeah. you know, three, four months later, you're still dating them and you're like, I don't understand why they <laughs> aren't <laughs> confident in themselves and why aren't they just like being so, like communicating things with me, that sort of thing. Maybe you should just take a look at how things started there. Right? <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> you, you know what they should make like a job is like someone like a referee or something that someone who sits into dates mm -hmm. and then like observes and writes down notes on all these things that everyone's doing <laughs> and then like they you can like pay them to give you a report and then you know maybe you get the same 
the referee, let's call them a referee, mm-hmm. they sit in on all your dates and they give you a report and then like uh, after three months of dates, whatever, they give you like a three monthly report oh and then you get your like your quarterlies and you, got, <laughs> you get your yearly report. Um, and then like any, they identify any patterns for you that you might be oblivious about. Mm. Like why, why aren't my dates working? Well, it could be because you're making everyone you meet feel like crap. Mm. <laughs> um, or like why, why are the only dates that are working this type of person? And the referee will be like, well, you know, like the, the way you talk and the things you talk about, they're the only people that are willing to put up yeah. with you. <laughs> like, I, okay. It would be really helpful for us. <laughs> people to get that I know, I know this is a little bit you talking out of your ass but like I know so many people that would be genuinely oh, everything helpful. I say is <laughs> yeah, okay. genuinely helpful like actually helpful for so many people that would be incredible why is this a pattern for me this xyz there you go we we, we have an episode on careers and talk about future careers there's one that might emerge <laughs> make it happen yes yeah I yeah absolutely. I think we should. I think we absolutely should. Um, I do want to. Yeah. <laughs> I'll stop talking out my ass for a sec. Um, <laughs> something you t- touched on links to something we wanted to talk about, which is kind of like the different expectations on different genders and like types of things, like who pays what, who asks out who, stuff like that, mm. um, and kind of different expectations. I think on each other, but also like on ourselves. And I'll, I'll lead in with a story. Mm-hmm. So I was on a date with someone and it was like not, it wasn't bad again, but it was like, I wasn't, I could tell it wasn't really going to be relationship material go further, but you know, we had a nice night kind of thing. Once I kind of knew that we had a nice night. Um, And then I had to drop her home and and she invited me in, right? Mm -hmm. Which um, I'll let the listeners interpret whatever that means. (laughs) But um, I declined and uh because i didn't want to give her the wrong idea Mm -hmm. and i also kind of didn't really want to (laughs) at the time Mm -hmm. um and like she she said like she had like she was a friend of a friend and she's like oh no like it's all right you know our friends are here kind of thing but like i didn't want to put myself in that position Mm -hmm. um so i declined again and then she like you know she was respectful and whatever so i think she realized that it wasn't going to go anywhere Mm -hmm. um but i drove away (laughs) feeling like as a guy like i had uh, not done the wrong thing, but it's like mm. you don't feel like you've got like support yeah. <laughs> for that decision yeah. ever. Like, not that I go around telling a lot of my friends this story or anything, but like I've never heard a guy go to another guy and be like, you know what? Like, it's really good that you didn't go in and have sex because, you know, like respect yourself, mm. you know, yeah. <laughs> all those kind of things. Like, I've never heard that being said <laughs> as a guy. Yeah, true. Um, and so that's, I guess, a self-expectation that comes from, I think, growing up as a male mm. um, and, like, kind of male culture and stuff like that. Mm. All right. Men, sex, masculinity and anxiety. I started looking this up and, boy, it's very well documented that men face a lot more peer pressure and internalised societal norms, meaning that they put pressure on themselves to have sex, say yes to sex, to perform well and be good in bed especially in heterosexual relationships. This is really well documented and super common. Like, I just looked it up for two seconds and from psychology studies to surveys to a whole host of forum posts with men agreeing the pressure exists and how hard it was to deal with, it's kind of overwhelming to look at. Now, it is kind of hard to get data on how often this actually happens because this sort of data relies on men self-reporting it, but... Guys having unwanted sex is fairly common and according to research it happens when guys don't want to seem less masculine or emasculated by turning sex down. Uh, Along with trying to avoid uncomfortable situations with their potential sexual partner. We'll go much more in depth in a future episode but if you're interested there'll be plenty of links to this information in the show notes but it's just a really well documented thing that's happening among men all the time. All of this pressure that guys put on themselves and society puts on guys. So look in the show notes for all that data and back to the episode. But yeah, I don't know about you. How have you found expectations on yourself or on other genders yeah. I've come into your experience. Um, honestly, uh, for me as like a, a woman dating men, I have never, ever expected the guy to put out, <laughs> you know, um, even if I'm in the mood, like never, 
maybe that's just me as a personality. Um, yeah, I have zero expectations yep. for that sort of a thing. Maybe if there's like chemistry and I'm interested, but yep. like, you know, I'm always like assuming that it'll be a no. And then if they, they're like really into it and like enthusiastic consent, then I'll be like, yeah, yeah, this, this is awesome. Um, but it's interesting that you bring that up because I definitely know some male friends who are less sure of themselves and more insecure um, with their decisions that they have been in almost exactly the same situation and kind of not said no in the beginning but not said yes and then kind of been convinced yeah. to go into it. And like, honestly, yep. I, yep. I feel like that probably happens so much more than I even want to think about. It's, yeah. yeah. I think it's very easy to do. It's it's like such a slippery slope mm. kind of thing. And you just you just say yes to a little bit or even, or you don't say yes, you just kind of don't make the decision. Yeah. You don't want to make the decision. You don't want to disappoint the person yeah. or, you know, you don't want to be a bad male or whatever, yeah. you know, whatever's kind of riding on your shoulders. Yeah. You just go, yeah, I'll just go with it for a bit. And then. Yeah. And like, I, I feel like a lot of, we discuss like in, in society in just like the discourse that happens in around dating in general. Um, we often discuss, you know, consent from like the woman being able to give or withdraw consent at any point in time. And that is really important and I'm not taking yep. anything away from that. That absolutely is a thing that women yeah, need totally. to feel empowered to be able to do. Um, in saying that, there's definitely a, a couple of things. One, like the the issue of guys kind of feeling like they need to do it and whether it, it actually is coercion from the woman or, or the partner or whether it is just their own like mentality, their own like story that they've got going in their head, whichever one that is or a combination of the two, I think it could just really do with being discussed (laughs) a lot more, you know, like between men and women, between men and men, like it's just, it it just really breaks my heart. Genuinely, genuinely breaks my heart. Every time I hear that uh, a guy that I care about has not felt comfortable enough to say no to something or has felt like societal pressure has meant that they can't say no to something. Like I am genuinely tearing up right now. I hate it. (laughs) It's like, I I just feel so horrible. It's because I care about the other person. Like these people who tell me this stuff, I care about them. And like, it just, yeah. Yeah, totally. Mm. Totally. And we're going to do another episode uh, a bit down the track mm. on uh, some of the pitfalls of to- toxic masculinity mm. and, and um, male mental health and kind of s- all these different things that uh, as a guy you don't feel like you can talk about or <laughs> discuss or you may not even be aware is a thing. Mm. <laughs> um, I think th- this is um, just briefly, this is something that we kind of mentioned uh, off air the other day when we we're discussing it is that um, some of these questions that I've, in my experience as a guy, when when you're asked about like consent, related dating and relationship things it's like not even necessary like a i didn't consent to that mm. sometimes it's like a i didn't even the thought never even crossed my mind that i should even be making that decision mm. it's like yes by default kind of thing yeah um yeah yes until we say no and yeah yeah exactly and and this is i like i don't have like it's not like all my friends are pressuring me to go out and like have sex with people I don't want to have sex with mm. and that kind of thing. Like I don't have that kind of like personal pressure. Fortunately, I know some people do have it, um, which is another whole thing. Mm. Um, but there is definitely like like expectations kind of thing. Yeah. Um, whether they're like talked about or not, they're kind of like reinforced in one way or another. Mm. And I think. Like just to kind of switch gears a little bit because we're t- uh, talking about expectations. Mm. Um, you know, this this is not just about consent. It's consent's obviously very important, but like also things like who pays for what. Mm. And I, I think this is like it sounds lighthearted, but this I think this is actually quite a interesting question because the expectation that I've grown up understanding is that the the man pays for at least the first date. Mm. Um, I've had I've talked to some girls who have uh, said that uh, the man should pay for the first three dates or, you know, mm. the first 
so many dates or until they're actually in a relationship, he should pay for every oh, date kind of thing. damn. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> and that's, yeah, I know. Um, but, I mean, and this is something that um, I think depends on your personality and your values and stuff like that mm. um, and will probably determine the kind of relationship that you're going to end up in. Mm. Um, like, personally, I, one thing I really valued about my partner is that it was pretty clear from the start that there was more equality of kind of paying you know, we'd almost take turns or yeah. we'd both try and like shout at different times kind of thing. Mm. Um, like I always, when I was dating, I would always try to pay for the first date at least. Mm. Um, but I've dated other people where there was like, no matter, even when we're in a relationship, there was like the expectation that I would buy the things mm. when we we're at. Interesting. <laughs> like, I, like I wasn't earning that much money at the time, so I, I couldn't afford the relationship, unfortunately. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah. Yeah, whereas, whereas I know um, some other people, and, like, I'm not saying this is right or wrong, like, for some people, um, for example, like, the girl, she wants a partner who is going to pay for everything because that makes her feel secure that, like, she's covered kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and that she can trust him to kind of to support her and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. some guys love doing that because, or, like, sorry, not just guys, like, some people love doing that. Some people love paying for everything because it makes them feel like the protector or like the the person that's bringing things to the table or whatever. So, hmm. yeah, there's always interesting dynamics with that. Yeah, that's actually a good point of like the the different things that different people look for. It's not necessarily right or wrong if someone's looking for a particular dynamic when they just like go out for dates and that sort of thing. Whereas it's interesting that you pretty, pretty exclusively mentioned that apart from your current partner um, that – most of the women expected some level of like you to pay for them or didn't really argue against you paying for them type of thing is that is that true like is that impression yeah from memory i think that it was like i mean i was always happy to pay for the first day at least Mm. and then after that it was like yeah i would do it but after that point it felt like it was no longer my choice yeah (laughs) you know um so um and i just sorry i just want to slip in here i know we're talking about very binary guys and girls Mm. um kind of thing and i know that it's like a lot broader than that um my personal experience is as a man dating women um i know you've got different experiences steph and i know Mm. people listening will have different experiences again and like we would definitely love to hear about those and hopefully in future episodes get um different perspectives on this stuff as well Mm. because yeah i know there's a lot of diversity of experiences out there um but at least by sharing our experiences, this is kind of like a starting point talking about it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And um, I think probably, I don't know, I, I don't know whether it's because I date both men and women or whether it's just like who I am. I think they kind of like feed into each other a little bit. Um, but like I, I almost, I almost hate with a passion whenever I like, like first, second, third date when the guy pays for everything like i've had standoffs with the person that i'm going on a date with (laughs) just like no i'm paying for this part of it and then they're like no i'll pay for it like no it's just just like staring at each other like don't you dare pay for that don't you dare (laughs) i just i just cannot i can't like assume that the, the guy's going to pay if we like, if I make it clear that I don't want them to pay for it and they're still kind of offering and we like have a bit of a banter or yeah. conversation about it and then it ends up being like they do pay for more, then that's fine. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's definitely, it's interesting to hear that your experiences have been a lot more of the woman expecting to, to be paid for by the man. Yeah. What, not not a lot of that has been like explicitly stated like mm. kind of thing there's i mean there has been times where you know the the person's standing there and kind of giving me the look when we're at the counter like why aren't you paying for this yet yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's definitely been times fortunately it hasn't been many times most of the time like i think some of them would be happy to pay um but like definitely this goes back to again like if i the woman in my case, paid for the first date. That's something that I would be not comfortable being open with my male friends about. Ooh, okay. Not like, not that I would hide it. Like I would say I'm a pretty open person, but I probably laugh about it even. But like the fact that that's even a thing mm. <laughs> means that there's still that expectation, right? Yeah. 
Hi, it's Future Steph again. Let's look at the differences between the expectations for men and women uh, in terms of dating. So according to a Bumble survey, about 80% of people still believe there are different expectations between men and women when it comes to dating. In 2017, 78% of survey respondents to a survey said that men should pay for the first date. Now, interestingly, 85% of men who took that survey said that men should pay for the first date, whereas only 72% of women who took that survey said that men should pay for the first date. Aside from that, online dating, it looks like, also kind of perpetuates these stereotypes. In 2018, there was a massive study that was undertaken. Over 150,000 dating app users were looked at in terms of their data and how they use the app. And it looks like uh, the way that men and women interacted with the like dating app kind of perpetuates dating stereotypes. So Things like women were more likely to swipe right on men who seemed like they had more financial stability and men were more likely to swipe right on women who had a certain appearance and looked more conventionally attractive. Even things like women who messaged first, who messaged men first, got a decrease in response rate from the men by 15%, which is super weird. It is worth mentioning that all of this data comes from some research that was taken in 2018. This research was published in 2018, so it could be outdated. And all of this stuff, the whole case is that dating, relationships, the way that society works, it's constantly evolving. So it's worth noting that even though these stereotypes exist and are perpetuated, it is something that is constantly evolving and the research might confirm what we think, but also you're dating to find someone who works for you. If you're a woman who wants to message the guy first and ask them out first, then if the guy doesn't respond, then that's not the guy for you to date. Data can only help so much and outdated data especially can only help so much. So do what's right for you. Let's get back to the episode. That's Yeah, that's interesting. Like I could, oh man, I could really get into this. We probably shouldn't go too deep into it. Let's just. Yeah. I do. I do want to ask one more though, um, related to this. Mm-hmm. Who asks out who? Because this is, I think, another expectation where traditionally it always had to be the male, the man asking the woman out. Mm. I can only speak for straight link, uh, relationships personally, but mm-hmm. um, I, I remember talking to um, a girl once who I think she really wanted to date a guy, but he just wasn't asking her out. Mm. And I'm like, well, why don't you ask him out? And she's like, no, I can't do that. She's like, the guy has to ask people out. I'm like, like, why? She's like, I don't know. The guy just has to ask people out. I'm like, well, why don't you ask him out? And she's like, because it's scary. And I'm like, well, how do you think the guy feels? (laughs) And she's like, oh. Yeah. (laughs) And like, it had never dawned on her that it is also scary for the guy to ask the person to ask out. That's interesting. Well, what about you? Do you... Have you always been the person to ask the, the other person out or? Again, before my current partner, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and I'm happy to do it. Uh, I am definitely have always been probably the one taking initiative there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think my current relationship, um, I probably, we probably talked about it earlier on, but um, like just due to circumstances, I needed some time before we kind of like made things official kind of thing just to kind of make sure that we were both in a good headspace. Yeah. And then she ended up asking me out. Which actually caught me off guard. So um, that was that was really kind of nice and sweet being on the receiving end of that because yeah. that's the first time that's ever happened. Yeah, that's the thing. That's the thing that always. Okay, so I feel like from from what you know of me and probably from what anyone listening would know of me, it probably yeah. wouldn't come as a surprise that I'm more than happy to ask the person out, right? Or at least like kind of like yeah. test the waters and be like, would you be interested in hanging out sometime? Type of thing. Just because. For that exact reason, in yeah. my head, I go, if more often than not, if a, particularly with guys, more often than not, if a guy is used to being the one asking a woman out, right, like how nice would it feel to actually be like asked out, you know, like just for. Oh, very nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. That's the thing that always gets me is like. Very yeah. nice. Yeah. And it's so much fun for me personally, if I do the asking or if I like initiate something or compliment a guy 
women don't do that often enough. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. That sort of a thing, like initiate or compliment even just a tiny bit. Like just the fact that guys get it so little most of the time, like the almost appreciation that I can immediately see in their eyes or the like, oh, my God, this is yep. really nice. Like it's just I just love I know, it. It's, it's almost like a. Am I allowed to feel good about this? Yeah. This is this is a new feeling. Yeah. <laughs> or, and also like Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if they aren't comfortable as well, like if they if they want to decline, I like doing the asking because I know that if they want to decline, I don't care. Like <laughs> I mean I care, definitely. Yeah. Like preferably would like to go on a date with them. But if they say no, yeah. I'm secure and comfortable enough in myself to be like, cool, not a reflection of me. They're just not into me. Yep. That's fine. Go along, a, along our merry way. Like I can have a bit of a conversation with them and reassure them that that's all fine. No problems. And then keep going. Like there's so much of people like playing games and muddying the waters and like not feeling appreciated and all of that sort of stuff that I'm just like, I can't. I just want to make them feel good about themselves and... If it's not a thing that they want, fine. Cool. Cool. Unfortunately, uh, that's all we've got time for today, guys. Um, thanks for joining Steph and I. I think we both agree that we only just scratched the surface of dating yeah. and sex and all that sort of stuff. Yep. Yeah. Um, so in future, I reckon we're going to have a bunch more episodes that go a bit more into like relationships, um, mental health, um, specifically like sexual health and and safety as well in the in the dating world yeah totally there's there's many episodes that we want to do and hopefully we can do uh in the near future now one other thing i want to throw in is that if you do want any further information on relationships one really good place to look is on the university of adelaide Wellbeing hub website there's a relationships section there so go check that out and we'll include a link to that in the show notes for this episode as well All right, thanks for joining us today, guys, and we'll see you next time.